Welcome to the Good and Bad Podcast Show. I'm your host, Jeff Malice Etienne. And once again, it's been a while, but I've already explained that. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, First and foremost, this coronavirus thing, man. This joint joint is insane. And you know, and I say it's insane for the simple fact that you know, I'm a I'm a movie junkie. You know what I mean? I'm a movie junkie. I'm a movie guru. You know, I grew up watching movies. Until this day, I still watch movies. I have thousands and thousands of DVDs of every kind of movie you could think of. So I've pretty much seen seen them all. So, um, so you know, growing up and even now, you know, watching those, you know, watching movies, I've seen a lot of movies where you know, they talk about the apocalypse, doomsday, and, and you know, um, outbreaks and pandemics. So, you know, you know, I've seen a lot of movies where they talked about, like, you know, um, viruses and stuff like that, that, you know, that broke out and, you know, had to be contained and quarantined. And watching those movies, I would say, like, damn, you know what I mean? Can that really happen? And, you know, I would say to myself, like, okay, you know what? That can happen, but it's least likely to happen. And, you know, obviously, I've seen all those other movies where earthquakes or, you know, all the other stuff, you know, that's more, to me, was like, that's more realistic. That stuff can happen on an everyday basis. That can happen tomorrow. Never did I think that something like this would, you know, would happen. Any of y'all seen the movie Outbreak? Check that out. Outbreak. It has to do with this with this monkey. That's all I'm gonna say. Check the movie out. Alright? Um it's with, Renee, it's with Renee Russo. And um and I can't think of the actor's name. And you know what? Shame on me. But he was the guy who played Rain Man with Tom Cruise. Dustin Hoffman. There you go. It's with Dustin Hoffman and Renee Russo check the movie out um so anyways seeing all that you know how happened and while quarantined and just everything that's happening you're just like it makes you say damn you know and like i said never did i think in a million years that something like this would happen so but i don't believe the zombie apocalypse will ever happen that's some bullshit right there you know, so let's cut that out. But anyways, I'll tell you one thing, though. This whole quarantine thing, to me, I think it's a blessing in disguise. And the reason why I say that is because, I mean, I'm taking full advantage of it. And I know there are, you know, I I, I know there are many people out there that are like, yo, I'm going crazy being in here. I just can't stand still. I can't sit still. You know, they get all upset and angry. They can't control themselves all because they, ha- they they have to be doing something. And it's like, yo, like you've been spoiled your whole fucking life. I mean, how about for once, you know what I mean? You sit your ass down and, and, do, and do something con- constructive, you know? I mean, I'm taking full advantage of it because I do. I look at it like it's a blessing in disguise. And the reason why I say that is, is because 
you know, if you think about it, the world was just going to shit. You know, you know, besides the fact that the world was going to shit, you know, I was just coming across, you know, a lot of people, me, myself, you know what I mean? Where we're workaholics. And, you know, and that was definitely me too. You know, I, I damn near, you know, I work seven days a week, you know, 50 plus hours. Sometimes like no bullshit. Sometimes, you know, um, 60 hours. Like if you're going to, if we're going to be real, I'll probably, I was probably doing like, you know, close to like 70 hours a week for a long time. And then on top of that, going to the gym, working out for two hours a day, five days a week, and also playing, you know, in a basketball league, playing in a flag football league. So, you know, my body was just go, 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 you know, and I would, I was getting, I was feeling the soreness and I felt like it was kind of making me susceptible to injuries. So I was having like these little ticky tack injuries, like, you know, like, you know, a little pain in my knee, little, little pain in my um, Achilles tendon, you know what I mean? A little pain in my like shoulder. But at the same time, I didn't have it in me to just say, all right, Jeff, chill out, relax. You know what I mean? Take, take a week off, take two weeks off, take a month off. Cause I was saying like, no, you know what I mean? Cause money don't slow down for nobody. And me working, you know, I want to make, you know, as much money as I can. Not only, you know, not only that, but, you know, I have a goal to reach. You see, my main goal is to become a professional, you know, sports official, which is, you know, a referee, whether it's a professional, you know, officiating professional soccer, officiating professional football or officiating, you know, uh, professional basketball. I mean, my number one would be basketball. Number two would be soccer. Number three would be, you know, um, NFL. So I'm, I was always, like I said, go, 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 go net, you know, networking, everything, just refing, refing. And, and so I just never didn't know when to stop. And I did not want to stop. And obviously working out too and and playing sports, even though that's a little different because there was times that I have been like, there have been times where I, where I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a week off from working out. But then I would still be playing basketball. Or there'd be times I'd be like, all right, you know what, I'm not going to play basketball for, for, you know, this amount of time. But, you know, I'm still working out. And on top of that, I'm always still working. So this right here, was like a blessing because it's like now it's allowing me to just rest because all I do all I do now is I just lay in bed and you know watch TV and I'm caught up on all the shows that I've been wanting to watch but I never had a chance to because when I get home I get home at night like after 11 p.m. after 11 uh, after 12 a.m. come home eat something, shower, I lay, put the TV on, lay in bed, but then I'm knocked out within half an hour to start my day off the next day. And, you know, my DVR was filled to capacity where it couldn't take any more shows. It was dumping out shows. Thank God for Hulu and Netflix. So I'm still be able to catch up. But it made me, it allowed me to, you know, catch up on shows. 
But most importantly, what it did was it allowed me to reflect. I literally have been just sitting back, jotting notes down, writing in my journal and just reflecting, reflecting on things that I've done in the past, reflecting on things that I want to do in the future. You know what I mean? Um, Think about like all the mistakes that I've made and. And I say to myself, like, yo, did I learn from those mistakes? Did I fix those mistakes? Am I still making those mistakes? And if I am still making those mistakes, I have to change that, those starting right now. You know, and that's what I'm doing. So a lot of self-reflection. I'm rebuilding myself. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm actually meditating. Now, when I say meditate, I'm not sitting there with my finger, you know, my finger and thumb together. On both hands, legs crossed, eyes closed, and I'm humming or anything like that. I meditate, just lay in bed, no music, no TV on, you know, in the dark, eyes closed, and just meditate. And it's helped me a lot. I mean, it has. It's helped me a lot. And it's gotten me able to, you know, spend time with my family, which I was never really able to do. You know, because of the fact that, you know, I work so much, I've missed a lot of stuff with my family. Like I've missed, you know, a lot of get togethers, gatherings and things like that, because whenever they do it, it was always, well, I got to go to work. You know what I mean, I got to work. That was like, you know, my you know priority. You know, I've gotten a chance to have conversation with my kids and, and things like that that I was never able to do. Where I should I should have been taken advantage of. And a lot of people weren't doing that you know what i mean to begin with you know what i mean a lot of husband and wives weren't really seeing much of each other you know marriages going bad relationships going bad relationship with their boyfriend girlfriend you know husband wives and with their kids and you know people complain like i don't get to see him and her much or we don't get to do anything all that stuff so i look at it like what if this was the universe's way of like saying all right you know what Enough is enough. We need to let the world heal. And we need to let us as human beings, as people heal. And it got us, the universe was saying, I'm going to get y'all to stay home and do things with your family, your friends and your kids, you know, and just rebuild ourselves. And that's how I'm taking, you know, full advantage of it. You know, absolutely. You know, so I know personally, after all this is said and done and we're able to all, you know, businesses open back up and we're able to go back out there and I'll be able to travel, go back to work. I know I am going to be that much more of a better person than I was today than I was yesterday, a better person than I will be tomorrow. I know that for a fact. I'm going to look at things differently. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to act differently. I'm going to say things differently. I'm just going to be a better human being. First and foremost, then I'm going to be a better man. And then I'm going to be a better adult all around. You know what I mean? As a, as a father, as, you know, as a brother, as an uncle, as a referee, as, as a friend, as everything, you know? Things that I was taking advantage of, I'm not going to take advantage of it no more in a negative way. And things that I wasn't taking advantage of, I am going to take advantage of in a positive way. So we all need to do that.
Definitely. So the next thing that I want to talk to y'all about is my friend Rena. I had asked her. I was like, yo, what should I talk about? I was like, I don't know what to talk about. You know me on my podcast. I was like, because I've been so focused on, you know, other things on my mind. I don't know what to talk about. And she was like, Jeff, she was like, talk about interracial relationship, the experience you've had, good and bad. And I said, you know what? That's good, Raina. You know what I mean? My homegirl, Raina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and um, you want to know what's crazy about, you know, uh, um, getting off topic real quick. You want to know what's crazy about Raina? Raina and I met two years ago. All right. We met two years ago. Um, well, really, yeah, yeah, two years ago. It was like, it was either 2017, late 2017 or early 2018. We met on a, on a, on um, a dating app or whatever. And her and I, we've never met in person. We've never met in person. And she's become like one of my like good friends. I mean, we just, we just talk. We just chop it up as like friends. You know what I mean? Ain't no, ain't no flirting going on between us. Ain't none of that. We really just be on some like, we on some like good friends. I feel like I've known her for 30 plus years. Yeah, I mean, real cool. We crack jokes and we're just friends. So that's the one good thing that I would take out of in the past having been on a dating app. But other than that, dating apps fucking suck. You know I mean, they're trash in my opinion. So, um, but yeah, so the whole thing with interracial, you know, relationship, my experience with it, good and bad. So I'll start off by saying when I was younger, you know, starting when I was in like grade school. So we'll go into when I was in like the seventh, eighth grade. And obviously when I got into high school, I had friends who used to call me Oreo and they called me Oreo, not because I'm black on the outside, white on the inside. They only called me that because me being a black man, I was you know known to just date white females. And, you know, they would make fun of someone make fun of me for that. Some would just joke about it. And man, I remember somebody saying to me, like, Yo, Jeff, why do you only date, you know, white girls? Is that by choice? And I won't necessarily say it's by choice, but what I will say is when I was young and I moved out here to Chelsea from New York and I was able to like go outside because when I lived in New York, I lived in, in, in New York until I was about maybe like six years old or something like that. I wasn't able to go outside. I wasn't able to go outside and hang with friends or do none of that. So when I got here to Chelsea, I was able to go outside and actually socialize and make friends. And when I got, you know, obviously a little bit older, I had crushes on like on all these you know, on all these girls. Now, these were girls who were like, they were out of my league. But, you know, I had crushes on them. And if anybody remembers me or knows me, I was an ugly kid. 
You know what I mean? I was, you know, skinny little kid and stuff like that. And girls didn't like me. And, you know, these were the black girls. These were the Hispanic girls. And because I lived in an area where it was predominantly Hispanics. You know, a few white people and stuff like that. But they didn't like me. You know what I mean? They 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 find out that I had crushes on them, and they'd be like, "I heard you like me." Ew, gross. Uh, you you ew him. I literally remember this shit like it was yesterday. You don't remember, you don't forget things like that. And yo, it used, it used to hurt me. You know what I mean? It used to like really hurt me. Like I used to just be like, "Damn!" And then I would see like other guys who would be with these girls that I had crushes on kissing them and stuff like that and i and then i used to wonder like you know what is it that they have that i don't like you know obviously i gotta there's something that i have to do you know that they're doing that that'll help me you know make girls like me now obviously i was a kid back then so i didn't know any better but though ones who were very who were more receiving to me were the Caucasian females. You know what I mean? So it's not so much like, yo, I'm only attractive to Caucasian women. You know what I mean? It, it, it has nothing to do with that. Because I've dated and been with black women, Hispanic women, Asian women, foreign women. It was just growing up. You know, high school and stuff like that. Caucasian women were the ones who showed me the most love. They were the ones who were most receiving to me. You know what I mean? Or receiving by me or whatever. So, you know, so that's all it was. And it was crazy because, you know, you would have people like, you know, oh, Jeff dated white women. That's all he likes. And, you know, you have like, I'd have like the you know, the black women, black girls and stuff like that. Be like, you know, you know, ah, you're going against your own people. Oh, you don't date, you don't date, you don't date our kind. Oh, you're a sellout. Oh, you know, they would say all types of stupid, crazy, you know, negative, ridiculous, idiotic, moronic shit. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, because, you know, they're racist. Or, or I look at it more like, you know, if you're coming at me about something like that, it's obviously you're jealous. You want me, and the fact that I ain't with you bothers you. <laughs> that's my home. That's the only way to look at it. Let's be real. Because other than that, why the fuck is it bothering you? you know I mean, that you need to say something. Me personally, I think interracial relationships are beautiful, and I don't mean it just black, black man with a white woman, or or black woman with a white man. I mean, just all interracial relationships, black with Asians, Asian with Hispanics, you know what I mean? Hispanics with whites, just you date outside of your race, that's interracial relationship. And I think it's beautiful. I really, really, really do. You know what I mean? And it's crazy that it's 2020 and there's still racism going on. So the good thing I will say about having been into racial relationships is just, you know, just the beauty of it. You know, 
definitely, you know, the beauty of it. Not only that, but with me, I know having dated, you know, outside my race and having, you know, like conversation with them and getting to know them, you see the difference, the difference in the culture and all that stuff. And you learn. I know there's Caucasian women I've been with in the past that I've schooled them on all different types of shit. You know what I mean? Schooled them on like, you know, slang and, you know, the culture and and, 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 and everything. And they've schooled me because I'm the type that I, I'll ask a hundred questions because I, I'm, I always want to learn. I'm always willing to learn, you know? So that's, you know, the good, you know, the good thing about it. And, and just, yeah, just basically, you know, learning from each other, learning the different cultures, the the different types of food, music, All that stuff. That's the beauty of it. And just love. Love doesn't see no color. Let's be real. Nobody ever said, yo, love is only meant for the specific race. Black to be dating black. White to be dating white. Even though there are a lot of people who are still in that same, you know what I mean, ignorant mindset. And like I said, it's 2020 and we still have racism. People still don't accept interracial relationship so the negative the bad part about it is is i dealt with a lot of racism you know what i mean i dealt with having been in relationships with caucasian girls caucasian you know women i've dealt with a lot of racism with with you know people black people clowning me you know what I mean? All you do is date, you know, white women. You know, you know what I mean? And you'd have people would be like, yo, you know, white people are the devil. You know I mean, you keep fucking around with these white girls. They're going to have you serving your life. Yo, they're going to they gonna get you in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know what you're getting into with them. They don't understand. They don't, they don't understand us. And I'm like, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't understand us. Us meaning black folks. But that's why I'm. I'm schooling. They're learning from me and I'm learning from them. And then, you know, obviously the black girls, the black women like, oh, damn, you didn't learn your lesson, huh? Because, you know, like they would say that, like if I was in a relationship with a Caucasian woman, right? And like it ended badly. And then they would know about it. You know, the, you know, the black folks that I knew or whatever, they would, they would know about it and how it ended. Then if some time went by and then boom, man, I'm with another Caucasian woman. And they'd be like, oh, you didn't learn your lesson, huh? You didn't learn your lesson. It's like, what lesson was I supposed to learn? So I'm supposed to think that all Caucasian women, Caucasian females are bad? Like, that's ignorant. I'd be adding, I'd be adding to the, to the stupid, you know, to, to the racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm far from it. I mean... Our kids are, are half, you know what I mean, are, um, are, are half Caucasian. Like, come on. You know, so dealing with that, um, with the parents, you know what I mean? I dealt with it with the parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I remember I dated I dated one woman. This was in, um, when I 
when I was in college, right? It was, the, I think, the year I got out of college. And I was dating this one um, Caucasian woman, and her her mom was, like, a racist to the fucking core. You know what I mean? She was she wasn't saying it to me. She was saying it to her. And obviously she was coming back and telling me, she was like, Oh, you with the, you with the, you with the nigger, you're dating a nigger. You know what I mean? You're going to have a, you're going to have a nigger child. He ain't going to be accepted in this family. Um, just saying all types of disgusting racist shit. I, I'm not even gonna repeat half of it. Let's be real. So I just ignored it. I was like, yo, whatever. It's all good. I don't even care. You know what I mean? But I remember at the time it was AOL instant messenger. So I remember her mom found me on AOL Instant Messenger somehow. And she was just like, um, I mean, it was so long ago. You know, we're going back. Shit, we're going back 2005. So 2004, some shit like that. And but she hit me up and she was just, she said something. And I was just like, yeah, what are you talking about, lady? And she was like, yeah, you know. You need to stick with your own kind, date your own kind, you know. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? And she was just like, yeah, my grandfather, no, my father used to be the Grand Wizard. For all y'all who don't know, that's the, basically the leader, so, you know, whoever is the leader in, in the KKK, that's the Grand Wizard. And I was just like, all right, congratulations. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she wrote KKK. And I was like, KKK? I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're a little scrappy fan. Yo, yo, that's me too. That's what's up. Oh, KKK. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, that's all that means to me. Or you're in a sorority and your letters are Greek letters are KKK. I was like, come on, man. I was like, what are you doing right now? I was like, you know what I mean? You, you, you want to call me all types of, you know, you want to call me a nigger and all that stuff. But for me, I'm going to react to what you're saying. Then I truly am a nigger. I'm not going to do it. So, you know, that was the negative about it. And the also negative about it is when, like, when things don't go right, when things didn't go right with me and whatever woman I was dating, whatever Caucasian woman that I was dating, right? People in her family would automatically assume that, okay, it's my fault because I'm the black man. And, you know, I mean, oh, he's beating her. Yo, he's abusing her. And I ain't never put my hands on a woman in my life. You know I mean, I've never even so much as even grabbed a woman by her arm or by her wrist or done anything physical, you know what I mean, that hurt a woman or that was against a woman's will. So I was just like, what? Abusing her? Like, man, I don't even, I don't even like verbally or mentally abuse a woman. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, all right, whatever. But that that goes along with, you know, with racism. Because why else would they automatically assume like, oh, he's beating her. Now, if I was white, would they assume that too? They'd probably be like, oh, you know, you need to just work things out with them, with him. Or they just, they wouldn't think nothing of it. Because the fact that I'm black they must think all black men are horrible. Black men beat women, which is, come on, that's ridiculous. There are black men who beat women. There's white men who beat women. There's Hispanic men that beat women. Come on, man, all races, all races do it. It's not a specific race that it's, that, that just does it. So that was the negative about it. 
it's never stopped me. Does it make me more cautious? Yeah, it makes me more cautious, obviously more aware. And it made me say, all right, be careful how you move. Because, you know, you don't want people to get the wrong idea and think you're abusing, quote and unquote. You know what I mean? I'm doing air quotations when I say this, quote and unquote, you're beating her or you're being abusive or anything like that. And so that's the negative that I would definitely, you know, um, say about it. But there's all there's a bunch of, you know, negative. Because the fact that I'm 6'1", 240 pounds, I automatically get looked at like, you know, oh, you know, big black guy dating this little Caucasian female. I bet when he gets mad, he tosses her around. No, I definitely don't. <laughs> you know, more than likely, I would just be like, yo, I'm out, peace. You know, I'm more of the like, you know what? Let me just bounce because I don't want to get into no altercation or no argument. I'm more of a let me get away. Let me clear my head. And there's been times in the past, right, where I have gotten angry. Now, I've never gotten angry to the point where I've thrown things or broke anything or 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 or, or made any threats to a woman. But because of the fact that I'm black, I'm big and I'm black. If I raise my voice just a little bit, they automatically, oh my God, oh my God, he's going to kill me. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna beat me up. Restraining order. So then it would make me think like, hmm, do you have a little bit of racism in you? Let's be real. But I do believe everybody has a little bit of racism in them, a tad bit. If you've ever made a joke about black folks, like black folks have big lips or water, eat watermelon and chicken and drink Kool-Aid and orange soda and grape soda, you got a little bit of racism in you. If you ever said white people, only white people do that. You know, White people this, white people that. You got a little bit of racism in you. I personally know I, I've done that. You know what I mean? And I still do it. I ain't going to front. I'm going to keep it real. Like I told you, I keep it real on, on my podcast. I've done that. I've done like, you know, yo, that's just for white people. Only white people do that. That's some shit a white person would say. You know what I mean? So I guess I got a little bit of racism in me. Or is it stereotyping? But at the same time, some stereotypes are real. You know what I mean? I mean, I personally do love me some fucking fried chicken. You know what I mean? I fucking love Kool-Aid. Love orange soda and grape soda. Let's keep it 100. I love me some fucking soul food. Come on. You know what I mean? So, yo, that's a real stereo. Excuse me. Got the little hiccups. My bad. But. Yeah, you know, stereotypes, you know, stereotypes are real. Like, you know what I mean? It's based off of, like, true facts sometimes. So, we all have a little bit of racism in us. If we ever make fun of, like, Asian people, I mean, with how people will say, you know, they got slanted eyes and they eat noodles with chopsticks. You got a little bit of racism in you. The difference is, some more than others. Some get carried away with it or take it to the next level. Now, that's 
racism. That's you being straight racist. I wouldn't consider the things that I just mentioned. I wouldn't consider like you, you're racist. I'm like, you have a little bit of racism in you, you know? So I personally know, like, you know, you know, um, my kids are half white and I love that. Love it. I mean, I do wish that I would have had, you know, my kids were just one woman and that's it. But, you know, everything's happened for a reason. It didn't turn out that way. It's all good. I'm not going to punish myself for it. That's another topic for another time that I will talk about one day or another. But I'm always going to continue to date whatever race I'm attracted to. It ain't. You know, I'm just going after just Caucasian women, Caucasian females. Like, that's a big misconception about me. And and even and even if that were true, so what? What's the problem with that? That's just a preference. You know what I mean? For people who, for the black people who only date black people, that's your preference. So what? But the fact, so the fact that you only date your race makes you racist I'm saying you got some racism in you let's be real because I know a lot of people who go I ain't racist you're not they're like nope not at all you don't got no racism in you nope do you date outside your race nope and I never will you're racist you got a little bit of racism in you cut it out but you know that's your preference so who the fuck am I to tell you that shouldn't be your preference if you want my advice, I would say, yeah, man, date outside your race. You never know. You never know until you've tried it. So don't knock. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Don't shoot something down until you've actually, you know, um, given it a chance. But everybody has their own preference. And ain't, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. So we need to stop with the, you know. With the whole finger pointing like, oh my God, you only date this and that. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like I said, this is 2020. I know punk ass Donald Trump is fucking president. And when he became president, that just opened the doors for all the racist people to come out the fucking woodworks. And just be open about it in public and be proud. But that's just going to fucking end soon. Because Donald Trump's only president for, for so much longer. All y'all are going to go right back into the woods and going to go right back behind closed fucking doors where y'all belong. All right. But we're not, I'm not going to get all political with y'all. So other than that, I got more to say, but I'm not going to drag this podcast out. All right. I will continue it another time. I'll probably shoot out another podcast next week. You know, at least you guys had something to listen to while y'all, you know, quarantine and chill. <laughs> you know, you feel me? Um, but I'll leave y'all with this last word. Use this quarantine to your full advantage. You know what I mean? Spend all the time you can with your families. Spend all the time you can, you know what I mean, with your Husband, your wives, boyfriend, and girlfriend, with your kids, with your best friends, with your pets. Who cares? 
I mean, use it for self-reflection. I know right now my body and my mind is healing and I feel great. I feel terrific. And I know when this is all said and done and I'm back out doing what I was normally doing, I'm going to be 100%. I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be better than I was yesterday, better than I am going to be, than I am today and I'm going to be tomorrow. You know what I mean? My mind is healing. You know what I mean? I'm on a whole other level and I'm just, I'm just moving. I'm just climbing the ladder. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as perfect, but I am going to keep striving for perfection. Yes, I do believe that there is no such thing as being perfect, but but damn it, I'm going to fucking act like there is, and that's what I'm striving for and reaching for. They say sky's the limit, but I'm trying to reach out of space. You feel me? So... Use yo use this time to your advantage. You know what I mean, take full advantage of it. But other than that, we'll pick this up next week. Hit y'all with a different topic, whatever. If y'all have any questions, y'all could y'all could email me, Jeff Etienne, three eight five zero at gmail dot com. You know J E F F E T I E N N E three eight five zero at gmail dot com. Um. I'm on Facebook as Jeff Etienne, J-E-F-F-E-T-I-E-N-N-E. Like I said, my profile pic is a picture of me hugging, you know, my father's coffin, you know, from when he passed away. Oh, and that's the other thing. I would give anything in this world right now to have my father here with me right now while I'm doing this whole quarantine, you know, staying at home. What I would give to just be doing that with my father every chance him and I sitting together in the kitchen or the living room and we watching wrestling we're watching Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune Family Feud The Voice American Idol Seinfeld he loved all that stuff I mean so what I would give for that that's why I say you'll take full advantage you never know when your loved one or somebody you care about and love they could be gone tomorrow. And that could be where I'm at right now. Still dealing with the death of a loved one. So anyways, yeah. Jeff Etienne. J-E-F-F-E-T-I-E-N-N-E on, on, um, on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, the Gift, The Cursed One. Um, T-H-E-G-I-F-T-T-H-E-C-U-R-S-E-D-1. All right. Until next week. Quarantine and chill. Have fun. Get the racism out of y'all people. You know what I mean? It's 2020. The world will be a better place. Peace.